Come on, amen. How awesome is that? How many can say that since you've met Jesus, you are no longer lost and afraid, right? I love that, what they had on their shirts, man. What a, what a gift that God gives every one of us that we can walk in life and not be lost and afraid. What a gift. So, man, we're excited to be here. I'm so glad that you are here today. This is a really big deal today. We're starting a brand new teaching series, and I am very personally excited for what I believe God wants to do in your life today. And so we've got four weeks on this. I'm going to bring the first two messages, and then um, we've got Eric and Dan Sarna that are going to bring the next two. And um, it is just going to be a, a great series, a brand new teaching series for you guys to grow in our faith, for all of us to grow in our faith and become better men and women of God, to follow him more closely and to, hold on, there's something going on. Never mind. Um, so, listen, the most important thing is that you guys would be here every Sunday, okay? Listen, right here, guys, right here. Every Sunday, okay? Every Sunday, 9 or 11, just don't worry about them, okay? 9 or 11 a.m., um, we've got a great series. Next week, I'll be talking about the inner witness, about how the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. In two weeks, Pastor Eric will talk about the outer witness. Hey, guys, guys, hold on a second. Hey, guys, guys, hey, listen. Um, <laughs> this is a little bit distracting. Um, we've got church going on. I said change the light bulbs backstage, not on stage. Backstage, not on stage. You mind coming back after church? Probably maybe 1230 or 1. Is that good, Steve? No? All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Wow. Can't say I've ever had that happen in church. Oh, my word. Um, so listen. Um, we're just going to leave that there for now. Um, so, but, but I'm going to repeat everything I just said because you likely didn't. Did you hear anything I said, right? You didn't hear anything I said. Okay, so let me start over. Um, so today, I want to give kind of a general picture of what it means to hear God. You know, probably the most common thing that people ask for prayer for when we gather around these altars and pray the mo more than 50% of the people who come forward and ask for prayer, they're looking for some kind of spiritual direction in their lives. They want to hear from God. And it's, it's one of the most important disciplines that every one of us in this room can learn to sharpen in our lives. So I would truly, I, I would challenge you and invite you to be here every Sunday for the next four weeks, including today. Today will just be kind of an introductory message. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about Listen to this. We're going to talk about how do I hear God's voice on the inside of me? As a believer in Jesus, we believe that God has planted his spirit inside of us. Right, church? We believe the Holy Spirit lives inside of every believer. And so next Sunday, I'll be here. We'll talk about how do we discern and recognize God's voice on the inside of us. In two weeks, Pastor Eric will take the stage and he's going to talk about how do we hear God's voice on the outside of us. How many know there are a lot of voices in our lives, right? You hear people giving their opinion and their thoughts and their worldview, their perspective. All around us, we are surrounded by hundreds and thousands of voices 
and opinions. And many of us will say at times, well, how do I know it's God's voice? Because God can speak to us through other people. So in two weeks, Eric will talk about how do we discern God's voice on the outside? Then in three weeks, we'll talk about how do we recognize the supernatural voice of God? We believe in a supernatural God, not just a natural God. And so Dan Sarna, Pastor Dan, our worship pastor, will take the stage and we'll talk about the different ways that God uses supernatural spiritual gifts in our lives and in the lives of other people around us to help us hear the voice of God through words of knowledge, words of prophecy, words of wisdom. There are supernatural gifts that God has implanted in his people, and he wants to resurrect those gifts. I believe that God wants to activate the gifts of the Spirit in a fresh way in this church. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And so Pastor Dan will take the stage in three weeks to talk about that. So I implore you, even joining us online, man, we've got room for you. If you haven't yet made your way back to the church, we got room. Come and join us here in the building. And it is going to be a, a very important next four weeks. And, and my hope, my prayer, the way that I've been praying is that you, every one of us, would sense that we hear the voice of God in ways that we have never heard him before. Wouldn't that be incredible that you could come to church and in four weeks you'd say, you know what? I hear God's voice more clearly and in ways that I've never heard him before. I would feel if that happens for most or all of us, man, we have hit the ball out of the park in my love for baseball illustrations, right? Like that's the goal of this series. And and here's why people want to know how to hear God's voice. Number one, you want to know God's will for your life, right? Like the number one reason why people want to hear God's voice is that they know how to discern his will for their lives, We want to know God's purpose for our lives. We want to know how to make wise choices in our life. We want to recognize truth from error. There's a lot of reasons why why we want to hear God's voice. And I would tell you this from the very beginning of the series. As much as you want to hear God's voice and know his will and discover his purpose for your life and discern truth from error, as much as you want that in your life, can I tell you, friend, God wants it for you even more. God wants you to hear his voice more than you want to hear his voice. He is longing to communicate with you. He is longing for you how to learn to hear his voice. And why why should we even expect that we can hear his voice? Do you know that you are a very special creation? Somebody say amen. There are 8.7 million unique creatures on planet Earth. 8.7 million unique creatures on this planet. Unique species. And do you know that only one of those 8.7 million unique species has been given the gift of language? Only one. Now, you may, you may argue that maybe you're a scientist, maybe you're... You, you study wildlife, and you know that animals do communicate with one another. They do, right? There's, there's communication that happens. But to my knowledge, maybe you can correct me if you've discovered a, a creature that can talk. But to my knowledge, you and I as humans are the only creatures of 8.7 million that know how to speak and how to communicate using language. You and I are a very special, unique creation by God, and God has made you to hear his voice. He has created us. He has endowed us with the ability 
to not only listen to language, but to hear the voice of God. And my hope over these next four weeks is that, again, you would walk out of this building, you would tune, you would click log off online, and you would feel like you have a new appreciation for hearing the voice of God. Here's some of the things that the Bible says about this, all over, cover to cover. From cover to cover, the Bible says that we have a God who speaks to us. In Exodus chapter 12, he said to Moses, for I, the Lord, speak, listen to this, and whatever word I speak will be performed. Friend, when God says something in your life to you about your life, it will come to pass. It's our job just to walk in faith because God said, whatever I speak, whatever word I speak, it will be performed. And in Deuteronomy 5, 4, it says, the Lord spoke to you face to face on the mountain. God speaks to us. Not often, it's rarely is it audible, but he still speaks. God, listen, God is not a natural God. You know that, right? God is a supernatural God, so we can, we can expect that God will use supernatural means to deliver his words to us. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, call to me, God said, and I will answer you. How many of us call to God on a regular basis? God, where are you? God, how come? God, why? Why did this happen? What about my family member? What, what happened in my marriage? What about this? Like, we call to God all the time. And in Jeremiah 33, it says, call to me, and I will answer you. Then how come I don't hear him? If God says in his word that if we call to him, he will answer, why don't I hear his voice? That's what I want to talk with you about today. In Matthew 7, verse 24, Jesus said this, therefore everyone, listen, who hears these words of mine. Jesus talked a lot about our ability to hear the voice of God. Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. And then finally in Hebrews chapter one, verse one, the writer of Hebrews said long ago, at many times and in many ways. Take note of that. The, the writer of Hebrews said long ago at many times in many different ways. Maybe one of the reasons that as a follower of Jesus, we don't think that we're hearing from God is because we think that we should hear from God in the same way that other people say they hear from God. And the Bible says that God speaks in many times and many different ways. God is not limited with the modes of communication that he can use to speak to you. With our God, there is no limit. Amen, church? There's no lack in heaven. And God is not wondering or limited with, well, how am I going to get my message to Joel? How would I speak to Mike? How do I get it to Jessica? God's got many creative ways to deliver his words to us. Our job is to learn how to tune in and to hear and discern God's voice among all the others around us. He said long ago, many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, listen, he has spoken to us by his son. In the last days, in these days that we live in, God has spoken to you and I through the son of God, Jesus Christ. Again, we could camp here all day. Whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the universe. 
the God of the universe has spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ, through whom he, who, with whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he created all things. God is not lacking the means by which he can communicate to you and I. If there is a lack in the communication between you and, and God or between me and God, can I tell you, friends, it's not on his part. If there's something disrupting the communication between you and God, it's not him. And there's, there's just a, there's a part of this that we have to own and, and accept responsibility for that. Sometimes the lack is on us, but what would happen, church? Can you imagine if you learned, again, this is a discipline. This is not something that, man, just happens overnight and, and one day, you know what, I don't, I don't ever hear God's voice. I don't sense an impression from the Lord. I don't sense the quiet, the still small voice, like, like nothing is happening. All of a sudden, like, man, I hear the audible voice of God. That's not likely to happen. If it does, I want to hear about it, right? Like, I want to hear that story. What's more likely to happen is that on the journey of life, you learn how to gradually sharpen the skill of being near to God, listening to the voice of God, hearing God, spending time with him in his word. You gradually sharpen the discipline of hearing the voice of God. And then over time, imagine what it would be like when you hear the voice of God, when you know his will, when you know his purpose for your life. I believe that allows us to walk with a certain degree of certainty in this life. So many people walk with so much uncertainty because they don't know what God is saying to them. And just imagine with me for one moment what it would be like in your life to walk with the kind of certainty that you are always in the center of God's will. Do you think that you would be able to walk with like a, a holy boldness in your life? A holy confidence in your life? You walk with this, this not, a, not an arrogance, not, not overly confident, prideful, but can you imagine walking with a holy confidence and a holy assurance, a certainty in your life because you have heard God's voice and you know that you know that you know his will for your life. Wouldn't that be amazing, church? If every one of us, even online, listening, learning to tune in to the frequency of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's the goal of this series. And so let me talk to you, um, just let me read some words of Jesus, and then I'm going to give you the two main things that I want to discuss today. In John chapter 10, if you're a church person or been here for a while, man, you're going to recognize some of these words. If you are brand new today, let me just say this, man, we are so excited that you're here. You have come on the right Sunday. This is probably one of the best Sundays you could ever have chosen to come to church because we're talking about how do I hear God's voice? What a great day to be here. So we're so glad that you're here. John 10, verse 22, it says this, then, then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem, it was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him saying, this is what the Jews were saying to Jesus, how long will you keep us in suspense? Now, there was this, this kind of this contention that existed between the Jews and between Jesus because the Jews didn't necessarily believe that he was who he said he was. And so they said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, just tell us plainly the Jews said. And Jesus answered them, I did tell you, but you do not believe. Then he said, the works I do in my Father's name testify about me, 
but you do not believe because you, you are not my sheep. And listen to these words here. This is what Jesus said. My sheep hear my voice. If there are five words that you attach yourself to over these next four weeks, man, attach yourself to this. My sheep, these are the words of Jesus. My sheep hear my voice. The heart of this series as the sheep, we are the, 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 the pasture, the flock of God, that we learn how to hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And when Jesus said hear, you have to understand, again, we, we serve a supernatural God. Jesus isn't just referencing your physical ears and your ability to hear audible language in this world. When Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, he says literally it means he has endowed us with the special gift of hearing in a supernatural sense. And when you and I come to Christ, when we give our lives to Jesus, when we make a decision like Matt and Tara did in the baptism video to follow Christ, I believe at that moment, you are endowed with a new set of ears and a new ability to hear the voice of God, not just audibly, but in your spirit, man. Because you are now a supernatural being with the, the indwelling presence of the spirit of God. And when Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, he's not just talking about audibly, he's talking about right in here. Again, you got to be here next week as we talk about how do we hear the voice of God on the inside of us? God speaks to us in that way. So here's what I want to do. There's two things that we'll talk about today. Number one, what is it that keeps me from hearing the voice of God? Because I, I would say that there are, are various things in our lives that will, will hinder us from tuning in, from hearing the voice of God. So number one, what keeps me from hearing God? And then number two, what will help me learn how to hear the voice of God? So let's jump in and get started with what keeps us from hearing God's voice. And again, none of this is going to be new to you. None of this is going to be like, oh my word, I've never thought of that before. Let me start with the first one. I think one of the primary reasons that many people don't hear from God is the simple word busyness. We are just so busy with our lives. And we don't take time, we don't, not just take time, we don't make time to slow down and to try to tune into what God might be saying to us on the inside. Busyness is oftentimes a reason we don't hear the voice of God. The second reason I think that we don't hear God's voice is distractedness. We get distracted by, like, we get distracted by a lot of things in life, right? There, there are many distractions that life has to offer, right? They don't look like the lift. They don't look like this. They're not big and loud. They don't beep when they go backwards. You know, they, they, there are many distractions in your life. And I would ask you, church, how regularly are you getting alone with God? How regularly do you get alone with God in your life, 10, 15, 20, 30, 45 minutes, and remove all the distractions, turn off all the noise in your life, remove all the voices in your life, and get alone with God and say, God, I want to be undistracted. 
I don't know about you, but even when I do that, how many can say, even when you do that, your mind is still going sideways on things? Raise your hand if you're with me. Come on. Raise your hand if you've, been re- you've read the Bible and you get to the end of a paragraph and you say, you know what? I don't even know what I just read. Come on. Raise your hand. Be honest. It happens to the pastors, right? Like, there are times where I'll read it and my brain is sideways. It's over here somewhere. It's on something else. I'm thinking about the day. I've got my to-do list. I've got all these things. And I read a paragraph. I'm like, got to go back and read it again. And then I read it again. I'm like... I better read that a third time, right? How many can relate? This is the human condition. There's nothing wrong with you. Well, there is, because we've all got brokenness in our lives. There's something wrong with me too, okay? It's not just you, it's me. There's something wrong with us, right? We need help. Here's another reason I think we don't hear from God. Apathy. Apathy. And listen, let me say, I wrote this down. I want to get this right. I don't want to mess it up. But it's not that you don't care, okay? Because you're here, right? Like, every one of you is here. You're joining us online. You, you are tuned in because you care. So I don't, want to, I don't want to accuse you and I of being apathetic with the wrong words. But there is, at times, a degree of apathy in our lives. And it's not that we don't care. It's that we don't give enough focused attention to hearing God. We simply don't create space in our lives. We don't remove the busyness. We don't remove the distractions in our lives. And that creates a sense of disinterest in us, a a sense of apathy that while, God, I I say I want to hear from you, I, I, I need your direction on this decision, I'm not making focused attention in my life to tune in to the frequency of God. There's one more thing that I think creates a barrier in our ability to hear from God, and it's sin. There are things in our lives, I, I would say it this way, that when you and I have sin in our lives, whether it's secret sin, whether it's overt sin, whether it's, it's quiet, whether we confess it, like, sin creates interference between you and God. You know, when... when when you think of sound waves and you think of hearing music and worship and, and audio things, like there's this thing they call interference that creates interference sound waves and it, it jumbles the message. And how often do we have sin in our lives that creates interference between us and God and the message, the word that God's trying to give us gets jumbled in our lives. And sometimes... This sin is so overt, there, some of you, and maybe just a couple of you, maybe you're, you're online, you're here in this room, and you have something so obvious in your life. You've got some kind of sinful habit that you've been entertaining and practicing for some time, and it has, obviously, it creates a distraction in your life. It's taken, listen, the problem with some of us, some of you in this room, is that your sin has taken center stage. And when sin takes center stage, I'm just going to be lovingly honest with you as the pastor's heart is that you will probably not hear from God. In fact, some sin can be so big that it does this. It obscures your view of God. And you can hardly see him anymore 
Because the sin that you are, you are allowing, nobody else has done it. It's the sin that you've allowed in your life. It creates such an obstacle in your life that you hardly ever feel like you hear from God. And there's one very easy way to deal with it, right? You simply, the Bible says we repent of our sins. We confess our sins and he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What does it mean to repent? This is so easy, it's, it's so simple, church. Again, whether you have a wee itty bitty sin or your sin is as big as this lift right here, it is so easy. Let me make it so simple. When, when the Bible says repent or confess, all you're saying to God is, God, I agree with you that this does not belong here. That's what repentance is. It's saying, God, I have a sin in my life and, and I agree with you, God, that this does not belong in my life. And I now give it to you, God. I confess that this does not belong here. I repent of it. And God, I will choose. God's not going to make the choice for you. God, I will choose to walk away from the thing I've allowed to take center stage in my life. And God will give you the power to do it, friend. He will empower you. It's part of what we need to do is repent of our sin. And God will allow us and enable us to hear his voice. In 2 Kings chapter 17... It says this, yet the Lord testified against Israel and Judah by all his prophets, every seer saying, listen to what God said, turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent, I sent to you by my servants of prophets. And it says this, this is a sad commentary of the, the condition of the people's heart. He said, nevertheless, they would not hear but stiffened their necks like the necks of their fathers who did not believe in the Lord. Friends, I just, I want to remind you, this is the first part of it, what, what keeps us from hearing God. Busyness, distractedness, apathy, and sin. And when we will, we will agree with God that that does not belong in my life. Again, small or big, whatever it is, friend, I believe with all my heart that if you will confess your sin, that if you will repent before God and say, God, I know that these things don't belong in here in my heart, in my thought life, in my physical life, my behavior, my words, my actions, in my relationships, and you agree with God, God will enable you to clear the air with him. Just like in marriage, man, when you have a little scuffle with your spouse, I never said it that way, a scuffle with your spouse, like you have a little, when you're at odds with your spouse, right? Because you think a scuffle, like, no, it's not this scuffle, like you just have a little verbal scuffle, okay, let me clarify. Okay, you shouldn't be having this kind of scuffle. It's a verbal. You with me? Everybody with me? Come on, you're with me? Okay, so um, you need to clear the air. You need to clear the air with your spouse. I'm sorry I said that. Will you forgive me? That's what you're doing with God. You're clearing the air with God so that now the air is clear and you can hear again. That's what keeps us from hearing. What is it that helps us to hear God's voice? What is it that helps us to hear God's voice. And I'm going to give as simple as I can make this. Again, this is, I am not giving this to you today as like, this is the only way we're going to spend three more weeks. This is one of the reasons I love, I, I personally am very partial to teaching in series because there's way more that I want to say on any given topic than I can say in one week. And so we take time, our teaching team, myself, Pastor Eric, Pastor Dan, we take time and we, 
we craft a series and we think, what is, what is all that the Word of God has to say about this topic and how do we deliver this in the best possible way? There will be times, again, where I'm going to bring something that God puts in my heart in one message, but man, this series is so important to you. I really, really want you to make a commitment to be here every Sunday and hear the whole thing. How do, how do, what helps me hear from God? I would say to you, don't, th- listen, don't think formula, think in terms of familiar. Hearing from God, I would say to you, is not a science. There's, there's not, we're not going to give you some kind of formula that, well, here it is, guys. Step one, open your Bible. Step two, point. Step three, read. Step four, read it again. Step five, God speaks to you. I'm not a fan of point and click and reading the Bible. Maybe it works for you. It does. I've never found it helpful, but there is no formula for how you hear from God, for how you learn. Again, this is a process. How I learn how to hear God's voice. Don't think in terms of formula. Think in terms of familiar. Let me describe it this way. Think of the relationship in your life that is the closest relationship that you have. Just in your mind, think of the closest human relationship that you have. For me, it's my relationship with my wife. And my wife, Kate, and I have been married 21 years now. On Thursday, we were married 21 years. And um, it's hard to believe, right? Because I still look like I'm 21. It's just shocking, I know, right? And she looks 18. I mean, it's incredible, right? Um, But here, think of it this way. If I'm in a crowd of one million people, I I could pick her voice out among one million voices with my eyes closed and hands tied behind my back, without a problem. If my phone rings and I didn't have, imagine the day when we didn't have caller ID. Remember that? Remember when he just answered the phone? You didn't know who was calling? Now we all filter our phone, like, ah, not right now, like, click, like, come on, be honest, you do it, like, <laughs> I do it and I'm a pastor, I'm sorry, like, there's times, where, it's nobody in this church, right? It's the telemarketers, right? Not right now. But if I didn't have caller ID and my phone rang and I hear one word, hello, if it's her, I know it's her. And if it's not her, I know it's not her. It could be 10 million other people and I may not know who it is, but I know one thing. I know if it is or it isn't my wife. Are you with me, church? Why is that? Because of how familiar I have become with her voice. And when you think of your relationship with your Father in heaven, I want you to think not in terms of formula, but in terms of familiar. And so the question would be, how do I become familiar with the voice of God? How can I get familiar with who God is, with what he says, so that I can recognize his voice among all the other voices? That's the bottom line. Like you go to work and you're having trouble in relationships and you get opinions, you get ideas, and usually you're not going to get good ones at work, right, unless you're talking with somebody who wants to give you biblical godly advice. How do I, how do I know God's voice? It's all about being familiar with him, and it starts right here. I think you know what's important to me, but this right here, right, in this church we have said for the last three months we will prioritize the word of God and its place in my life. And the very best way for you to become familiar with the voice of God 
is by reading the Word of God. And listen, I don't mean to be so direct, but there's no replacement for this. There's no other way. I've, do I value prayer? Absolutely. Do I love worship? I do it at home on my own. Like, yes, those disciplines are, are invaluable in our lives, but there is no replacement for your time in this book. And David Peterson had shared some stats with me. He said, he told me this, a navigator studied this years ago. They said, they studied men primarily who read the Bible one to three times a week. And there was no discernible difference in the lives of men who read the Bible three times a week and the lives of men who read the Bible zero times a week. And what they found, what they discovered was that the major difference happens in a person's life when they commit to reading this book more than four times a week. And then the statistics change dramatically. That's, friend, that is how you become familiar with the voice of God. You start with the word of God. In James chapter four, verse eight, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. If you want a formula, there it is, okay? I don't, I don't like formulas in the spirit, but if you want a formula to put on your fridge, then put that one on your fridge. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Take notice at who moves first. We move first. Remember, God, listen, God did move first. He sent his son to die on a cross so that you could know him. God Almighty took the first move. Don't, don't mishear me today, right? Don't tune out before you hear the final thought. God moved first. But now the ball is in our court. That's why James said, draw near to God. You draw near to God. And then, it's an if then. If I draw near to God, then he will respond and draw near to me. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Here's the bottom line today. Those who are near to God are those who hear God. Those who are near God are those who hear God. And you start with the word of God. And I would challenge you, friend, right now, like make a decision today that you're going you're gonna to find time, you're going to make time, you're going to carve time out in your schedule this week to commit to spending time with Jesus in his word. Some call it devotional time, some call it a quiet time. I don't, I don't care what you call it, okay? It doesn't matter what you call it. What matters is that you understand that there is no replacement for this in your life. Do you read books? Yes. I I'm reading this book right now called Frequency by Robert Morris. It's, it says, tune in, hear God. Like, that'll, that'll help me as I think about this series, right? We got these books. If you want to pick one up in scrolls today, you can grab one in scrolls. It's all about hearing the voice of God. I love reading. I read a lot of books. But again, I'm going to say this. I said it a few weeks ago. This is a resource this is a resource. This is the source. That's enough to repeat, right? Resource, resource, source. Resource, source. And you cannot replace the source with a resource. You cannot replace the source 
with a resource. It's got to start here. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. In, in the Psalms, in 119, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This is how you grow familiar with God. When you, when you read the things that God has said, you will know how to recognize the thing God will say. God never contradicts his word, right, church? He never is going to say something contrary to his already revealed word in this book. And the more that you become familiar with what God has said, the more easily and readily you will learn how to discern what God is saying to you as it relates to your relationships, your job, what house to buy, what career to take, what his will is in my life, life what his purpose is, how to recognize truth from error. That's a false doctrine. That's not in the Bible. It's all about being familiar with our Father in heaven through his word. And as you read, I believe this with all my heart, church, as you spend time, as you make this a priority in your life, and as you surrender to the Lordship of Christ in your life, and as you desire the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life, and as you spend time in prayer, you will begin to hear God's voice. And I'm believing in these next four weeks that, man, that God is going to speak to you in a way that you've never known before. We've been praying about the series. We've been believing God that God is going to move, that God is going to speak. But, but here's the thing. God is already speaking to you. He wants you to hear him more than you want to hear him. And it's our job to get ourselves out of the way, to get ourselves in the right posture to learn how to hear the voice of God, to build the right habits in our lives, to tune out the wrong voices, to, to embrace the right voices, to deal with this. For some of you here today, the only decision you need to make today is to deal with this in your life. You've got a sin that has taken center stage. And the, the, the major win in your life today is simply to call it what it is, Say, God, that is sin in my life, and I'm not going to allow it to stay here any longer. And you're going to walk out of this building. You're going to tune off online and say, God, I agree with you that this is sin. I don't want it in my life. God, give me the strength. Give me the, the, the fortitude internally to say no to that temptation and to say yes to you. And God will give you the strength. The Bible says no temptation has seized man except what is common to God, and he will provide a way out. God will provide you a means by which you can escape the temptation, but you have to agree with him that it's wrong and that you want it removed. For others of us in this room, we're going to just make a decision, maybe to pick up a book and, and, and read it, but we're going to make a decision. Say, God, I'm going I'm to commit to quieting the noise around my life to finding a way away from the busyness of my life, finding a way to remove the distractions in my life, and finding a way to overcome the apathy that I sometimes am not, I'm not having focused attention on hearing God. And I'm going to make those decisions say, God, I, I need to hear your voice right now. 
I need to hear the voice of God. And I believe with all my heart, friend, that, that God is going to respond to you. We read earlier, I call to you, the Bible says, and he will answer you. And I'm pretty certain that there, there are 90% of us in this room have probably been praying about something this week, saying, God, I, I need direction on this. God, I need to know what your will is for my life. And I'm going to pray with you in just a moment that God, that not, not that God would speak, but that you would hear. Because I believe that God wants to speak to you and that he has been speaking to you, but that, that we would learn how to hear the voice of God and remove all the things that get in the way. And here's what I'm praying for. I'm praying that some of you would sense that God is, is calling you to, to step out of the bleachers, as it were, and get onto the playing surface in this church. As you know, we're opening two services today. There are so many opportunities for you to serve in the church. And some of you, God's been stirring for, for a while to get involved, to go visit the serve booth and to, to talk to Kim Geddes and to get involved. In, and maybe that's what you're going to hear over these next few weeks. God is, God is whispering to you. He's speaking into your ear. This is what I have for you. This is where you fit in the body of Christ. Some of you are going to feel called maybe to serve in the local community through our missions team. You're going you're gonna to be stirred to go talk to Pastor Moritz out of the missions hub. And God's dealing with you about getting involved and serving with local partners. Or maybe God's stirring you to go on a missions trip. Maybe God's been calling you to ministry. Maybe you're in this room and, and you've sensed for a while that God's been dealing with you and calling you to ministry. Maybe calling you to be a global missionary. I heard, Kate and I heard from some old friends this week on Facebook Messenger, and we hadn't seen them in probably over 10 years, and they told us that they've been fully appointed with the Assemblies of God to be missionaries in Palestine. I'm like, praise Jesus. Them and their four girls are going to go to the mission field. This is what I'm, let, let's stand. I wanna, we're going to close in prayer in just a second here. It's <clears throat> the last thing I'll ask you, and then we're going to pray. And I want to I pray for you and with you today, because I just believe that, man, God wants desperately for you to learn how to hear his voice. So this is the question that I want to pose for you. Uh, today in the next three weeks. What is it that God's saying to you? Not to your neighbor, not to your spouse, and not what is God going to say to my spouse to me. No, God can speak right to you. You do not need anybody else to tell you what God wants to say to you. God will say it directly to you as well. So the question is, is what is he saying to you? And how are you positioning yourself every day to hear that voice? The last, I have one more last thing. Okay, I said that, that was the last thing, but one more last thing. Um, if you haven't yet made a decision to follow Jesus, can, can we talk after the service? If you're online and you never made a decision to make Jesus your Lord, you never confessed your sins and believed on Christ for eternal life, click on the button below. And let us know you made that decision, and we would love to pray with you, contact you, and, and help you follow Jesus. But if you're in this room, and you've never made a decision to confess your sin and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, after we pray, just walk down here, talk with myself, talk with Pastor Kerry, he's in here somewhere, I know he is, um, talk with one of our pastors, our altar team members, 
we want to pray with you, talk with you, and help you learn how to begin this journey of following Jesus. But I want to pray with you. I want you to just kind of put your hands out. This is kind of a posture of receptivity. Say, God, I'm, I'm ready for you to speak. And I want to hear from you. Let's pray. God, today as we close this service today, this, this first service in a series of four, I'm asking you, Father, in the name of Jesus, to incline our ears to hear. God, we, we know and we agree in this room that if, that if the communication between you and us has broken down, God, we agree together that it's not on our end. I mean, it's, it's not on your end, God. It's on our end. And so we, we acknowledge that today. We accept responsibility. And, and I pray for every person at the sound of my voice today that, God, every one of us would make a commitment to make time in our lives to position ourselves to hear your voice. I believe, God, with all my heart that the Spirit of God is moving among your people today. And he's moving among your people on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Friday and on Saturday. The Spirit of God is at work in our lives. And I pray for every person listening today, God, that we would learn how to make time to spend in your word and to posture ourselves to hear from you. Removing distractions, removing hindrances, and listening to the voice of God. I pray, Lord, that you add your blessing to your people today and let your favor be abundant in our lives as we hear your voice. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said, amen and amen. Well, listen, God bless you today. Thank you for being here. You got kids and kidsmen, go ahead and pick them up. If you need prayer, we're going to have some quiet music praying, if, playing. If you need prayer, if you want to meet Jesus, just go ahead and walk this way. We'd love to chat with you, have a conversation, and believe God with you over your life. God bless you. Have an amazing day in Jesus.